Sports Talk, where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine Coolers Water Soft Drink Snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and out every day. Six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, best in new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory. It's the right time, by the way, to to buy with a great sales staff. Just going to take great care of you. And a service department that backs it all up, which is always important. And I'm not talking about, you know, look, they can take care of major things. Obviously, they can. But remember, you know, just general maintenance. Really prolongs the life of a vehicle. And the service department at Sunbury Motors is fabulous. Whether it's major or routine. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia. Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Now, Kylie loves it when I, when I do this. She loves the commercial where she hears, Who has Hyundai? Sunbury Motors does. That was for you, Kylie. Great to have you with us today. It's a big weekend uh, for Penn State football because two weeks from tomorrow, we're in Madison. As the Nittany Lions open the season against Wisconsin, Penn State will go in as the underdog. So what? And they have, this is a big weekend because this is the last weekend that they have before they start going to class. And they'll have another scrimmage this weekend. And that's going to happen. So you got practice tonight, one tomorrow morning, and then they have a scrimmage coming up. And then no practice on Monday, first day of classes. Then they start to transition out of training camp into an extended game week routine to get ready for Wisconsin. They will have the opportunity to start buttoning up a few things. There are certain elements where you come in saying, okay, I hope to see this guy perform well. I hope to see that guy perform well. You expect Jahan Dotson to be a big-time performer, whether it's in a game or in a practice field. He has been exactly that. You expect an improvement out of Parker Washington after a really rock-solid, terrific freshman season. He's done that. 
I think having a spring practice to go with having um, a preseason has done wonders for him. His ability to cut and change direction, especially on a on a pass pattern, I haven't really seen anybody have the ability to do that the way he does. But what we were, you were hoping for was to see a step up by Keandre Lambert-Smith. And by golly, that is what we have seen during the course of the preseason. We have seen Keandre Lambert-Smith step up. And just what you're hoping to see, a guy that can balance it out for them in the starting group. The three tight ends are the three tight ends. They have... They bring a lot of versatility to this offense. You can split these guys out. You can play them as an H-back. You can play them up in the line of scrimmage. It really does give Mike Yursich a lot of options offensively, without question. And and then defensively, you know, you're hoping to see a guy like Curtis Jacobs continue to step up. Well, he's done that, and that allows Brandon Smith to play around the ball. And it's also helped that when you're looking at the secondary, a young guy like Kalen King, who's been singled out, has done exactly that. He has continued to be a really a terrific-looking prospect out there. They go with the veterans, Joey Porter Jr., Tariq Castro-Fields, Daquan Hardy, Johnny Dixon. Uh, but King's been, you know, uh, Marquise Wilson. Marquise Wilson. It is uh, I, I think it's just been a plus across the board for them the way some of these guys have stepped up for them. Now we're gonna have to see it in a game. I mean all, it's what's always interesting is that when you're watching a practice and you have ones versus ones, twos, twos, and threes against threes. And that's what and that's what James does. I mean, James puts out almost almost all the time. It's almost always good on good. So one one two two three three. But what happens on every single down is that one side of the ball does something right, and the other side of the ball has a problem on a play. So how I've tried to view it over the years is when it's over with, was there enough balance out there where the offense won some and the defense won some? That's how I look at it. Some of the tougher seasons I've seen here have been seasons where one side of the ball almost consistently kept winning in the preseason. And you looked around and said, you got a problem here. 2013, the offense kept winning over the defense over and over and over again. You're like, hey, the offense is in great shape. Then you get to the games and the defense is still giving up points. Like, hey. Or if you go back to 2003, 2004, the defense is winning all the time, all the time, all the time. You're like, hey, the defense looks great. Well, the defense in three and four actually did play really, really well, especially in 2004. Penn State's defense was outstanding. But the offense couldn't get going in the preseason, couldn't get going in the practices when they went one-on-one, and couldn't get going in the games. So I'm always looking to see is that that balance between the offense wins some and the defense wins some. 
And so far, that's what I've been seeing. Those competitive periods are important. For that particular reason, because that's what I'm looking for. In other words, not one side just so totally dominating the other side. Because every time I've seen that, every time I've seen one side of the ball dominate the other over a period of time, it then turns out in the games that the side that's getting dominated in practice is getting dominated in the game. Well, that's, you know, that, with this group, offenses won their fair share, defenses won their fair share. It's good. Because it's always sometimes tougher, like every play, hey, great catch. Well, the coverage wasn't that great. Okay. You know, great defensive play. Ah, the offense wasn't You know what I mean? For every plus, there's always a minus, it seems, on every play. You have to be able to somehow come up with your own judgment about it. And that's where they are. I mean, two weeks from today, or two weeks from uh, tomorrow, they play Wisconsin. Wisconsin's interesting. Big offensive line. Something atypical of Wisconsin football last year. They struggled running the ball. Something else that was atypical of Wisconsin football. They went, I don't know, three of their last four games, they gave up over 400 yards offensively. That's not what I'm used to with Wisconsin football. Jalen Berger is a good tailback. They have a true freshman that I know they like. They also have a transfer from Clemson. They go with Graham Mertz at quarterback. Veteran wideouts. Veteran wideouts. Danny Davis is, is back. Price is back. Ferguson, the tight end, is very, very good. And they do have a veteran defense. I mean, Scott Nelson's back at safety. Faison Hicks is back at corner. Sanborn's a terrific linebacker. And they do play that different 3-4 defense for Jim Leonard. And the game is obviously there. doesn't usually bother me too much. So, I mean, let's get into the parts that that bother the fans. One, the game's there. Fans get bothered by that. Good teams don't get bothered. The game is at 11 o'clock. Fans get bothered by that. Now, it's actually noon Eastern time, but the fans get bothered by that. So early will they be up and awake? It'll be fine. But look at how they've started. Look, it's, it's how they started a lot of games. You know, you got to you got to get out of the gate, and that's something. I'll give you an example. James Franklin has has really emphasized in practice that that first fifteen twenty minutes, if you get out of the gate hard in the first fifteen to twenty minutes, he feels it makes a difference the rest of the practice. He has been emphasizing that over and over again. A week from tomorrow is the opener overall, including, you know, it's called week zero. And in week zero, it includes Nebraska against Illinois. 
what about this alliance they're talking about? I'm like, yeah, I mean, it looks like it's going to happen. Yeah. We'll talk about it in a moment. Today's show's brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Have you with us today, brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. The Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 are expected to formally announce an alliance between the three leagues in the next seven to ten days, according to multiple sources involved in the conversations. But the substance of that agreement is something nobody really knows about. And what's really interesting, think about this. Big Ten Commissioner, Pac-12 Commissioner, and the ACC Commissioner sit down. Guess who the senior guy is? Kevin Warren. You're looking at each other, probably, probably looking at each other, saying, "Kevin Warren. He's only been on the job eighteen, nineteen months." Yeah, he's the senior guy. George Kleopka's been with. The Pac-12 now for a couple of months. Jim Phillips took over as the ACC commissioner earlier in the year. So Kevin is the senior guy when they talk. Look, to me, the Big Ten of these three conferences, the Big Ten is the one that needs the alliance the least. And I'm not crazy about it. I mean, I don't mind taking a game and deliberately scheduling it with somebody like the Auburn game. The Auburn game is fans here so excited to bring in a team you have not seen before in person. You know, unless you've gone to it, you know, obviously the not like Penn State and Auburn haven't played. The last time they played, Jack and I were in the uh, sauna of the Capital One Bowl in Orlando doing the game. But I'm talking about in the Beaver Stadium. The fans are so excited to have Auburn come to Beaver Stadium. Just like next year when Penn State goes to the, uh, goes to the Plains, they're going to be excited to be on words because they never had Penn State play down there before. So that part's interesting. And this has been a year unlike any other in college sports. Name, image, and likeness. Playoff expansion possibility. A Supreme Court ruling that you know opened the door to antitrust litigation against the NCAA. Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. One athletic director said, this is all about philosophy, governance, and scheduling. It could be all of those things. News of the planned announcement was first reported by The Athletic. So Texas and Oklahoma announced their intentions to move to the SEC. I've been saying since day one, don't panic. Don't panic. Just because Texas and Oklahoma are there, and the thought process, oh my goodness, they're going to have 12 teams in this conference playoff, and six of the 12 are going to be SEC teams. 
Really? You do know that in every single college game, there's a winner and a loser. Now, Oklahoma may go in and maybe they continue to go 11 and 1. But along the way, that 11 and 1 may include a win over Auburn, may include a win over Georgia, may include a win over LSU, where suddenly you're tagging losses onto LSU, Auburn, Georgia. Conversely, Texas, oh, look at Texas. Look, Texas and Michigan are the same boat. Legendary big brand, good. I didn't say great. Legendary big brands and good football. Not great football, good football. And I went through the numbers the other day. 11 wins seems to be the new standard for everybody in the 12 to 13 game schedules. Okay. James Franklin has won 11 games or better in three of his last five seasons. All right. Since 1968, Penn State has won 11 games or better 18 times. Texas has done it nine times. Michigan's done it five times. So Texas and Michigan combined, combined, are still four 11-win seasons shy of Penn State since 1968. And Penn State has all of the 11-win seasons since 2016. Has all of them. So, you don't panic just because Texas is there. You don't panic because Oklahoma is there. You don't expand willy-nilly. And you don't get desperate as to what you want to do. If you want to do a scheduling alliance where you want to carve out and rotate through on opponents just to put a little more juice in the schedule, okay, I'm okay with that. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, Amports Domestics Microbrews, best selection to beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Oh, my. And six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Best in new inventory. Great pre-owned inventory. Sales staff that works with you, they want to save you money. Look, they want repeat business. And Sunbury Motors has a lot of repeat business because they do a great job of... They just do a great job over and over again of customer service and a fabulous service department. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. 
Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. All right, so let's get back to this alliance for a moment. Nobody really knows what it means. Now, at one point, they were talking about all sports being involved, but recent discussions have really just zeroed in on football, men's, and women's basketball. And they'd like to create maybe a non-conference scheduling partnership that could create, let's face it, the bottom line is the door would be open to a lot more TV money. The problem is you may not have an agreement among every school as to how to best execute it. Remember, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 had put together an agreement for football and men's basketball. And what made it fall apart in the end was that USC and Stanford both had their schedules filled up because each had Notre Dame in the non-conference and USC and Stanford did not want to add a Big Ten team to go with already having Notre Dame in there in their non-conference. That's what in the end blew it up. And those were pre-existing contracts wasn't as if, obviously, USC and Notre Dame go back decades. But it wasn't as Stanford out of nowhere, hey, let's just have Notre Dame. We'll wreck the alliance. Now, Stanford already had a long-term contract with them. Okay. And the Pac-12's already playing nine conference games. The Big Ten then followed suit. They started playing nine. So that's what blew it up, because this was attempted before. Remember, the ACC, the third part of this, plays eight. And several ACC schools already have annual rivalry games against SEC schools. Remember, Clemson every year plays South Carolina. Georgia Tech every year plays Georgia. Tech every year plays Georgia. Every year, Louisville from the ACC plays Kentucky. Every year, Florida State plays Florida. So you already have rivalries built in between ACC and SEC. So maybe not everybody is enamored with now adding a Pac-12 or a Big Ten team on top of what they're doing, although the ACC schools have more flexibility. Plus, several ACC schools, five of them every year, have Notre Dame. One ACC athletic director said, quote, no one is tearing up future scheduling contracts yet, nor should they. And that's a big part of it. And remember, the Big Ten already has the Big Ten ACC challenge in both men's and women's basketball. That's already there. If you want to add in a Pac-12 challenge, great. It's fine. See, basketball is more flexibility on this. Basketball has 31 games, 11 non-conference games to schedule. The fewer you have to schedule, the better off you are sometimes. It's just less work for everybody in the office to do. Okay, great, you got a tournament. All right, that tournament could be two or three games. Could be four. Some of these tournaments, you end up with two games at the Barclays Center, but two other games are designated on your schedule as part of the tournament that you play at home. So that could be four. Uh, you have an ACC Challenge game. 
the Big Ten also has an agreement with the Big East for the Gavit Games. Penn State's not in it this year, but the Gavit Games. You have that. Now you could add in maybe a Pac-12 challenge you want. That's great. That's fine. You have more flexibility because you have more games to do it. Football has less flexibility because there are fewer games. Now the next question is going to be about the expansion of a college football playoff. This is where I think some people have gone off the rails about this. Notre Dame Athletic Director Jack Swarbrick, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby, and Mountain West Commissioner Craig Thompson designed the proposed 12-team playoff expansion, but some sources have said members of the Pac-12 and Big 10 had expressed concern over the scope of the expression, preferring a 6- or 8-team model. Why? Why? In 2016, the Big Ten would have been able to get under this model four teams in. Penn State would have received the automatic and the bye as the conference champion. Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Michigan all would have made it. Have confidence in your product, for goodness sakes. Have confidence in your product. Don't be overconfident in that guy's product. Be confident in your product. Two of the ACC's most influential coaches, Mac Brown of North Carolina, Dabo Swinney of Clemson, both criticized the 12-team approach. Well, first of all, Dabo doesn't want to give up what he has. He has, hey, win the ACC, I'm in, I don't, you know, I just got to play a couple of extra games, I can win the whole thing. So he doesn't want to give that up. They want to play an extra game. Max worried that you could play as many as 17 games on only extremely rare occasions will somebody play 17 games very rare in the 12 team playoff four will play a 13th game I'm counting on the fact that these are all at-large teams. Maybe you got maybe among the two smaller conferences, you've got an at-large. So the, there are going to be four teams that play 13 or 14 games. There will be four teams that play either 14 or 15 games. There'll be two teams that play 15 or 16, most likely 15, and two teams that will play 16 or 17, most likely 16. That's out of 130. It's going to be an extra game for four teams. It's going to be two extra games for two teams. And it's going to be three extra for three. And if you're Alabama, and that's under normal circumstances, if you're Alabama, for example, it's going to be one extra game. One. If you're Clemson, the way Davos teams have been playing, 
one extra game. They're already playing two anyway. Last year they lost that, you know, to Ohio State, so Ohio State got the extra game. I mean, you start breaking it down. Like everybody needs the money. There's no getting around it. Klyovka expressed his opinion that the leagues might benefit most by waiting until the playoffs TV rights can go on the market in 2025. See, that's what they're concerned about. Because if they do this now, ESPN has exclusive rights on negotiating to the end of the contract. It can't go to multiple partners because they already have a contract in place. That's what they're concerned about. But we are in a spot right now in intercollegiate athletics where every single Power 5 athletic department lost eight figures a year ago. Remember, all the fiscal numbers that came out, all the fiscal year numbers that came out earlier this year were for the fiscal year ending June 30th, 2020. So that meant full stadiums in 2019, full bowl games with money and payouts and so forth. And yes, there is less money in there from the NCAA tournament. The big hits are going to come when you see the fiscal numbers for 2021 because 2021 will be from empty stadiums empty arenas it runs out June 30th 2021 it won't the, the road to recovery begins in 2 weeks and college sports can't do what pro sports do pro sports can expand the NBA can add two more teams and get anywhere from 3.5 to 5 billion in expansion fees which is quick cash. Major League Baseball can expand by two teams. Which means that they can get 3 to 4 billion total between the two in quick cash and get everybody back on a path. College sports can't do that. You're not going to expand the NCAA tournament. That's not going to help. But you can expand the college football playoff. And by doing that, you can add money to everybody's coffers. Not enough to make up for the deficits, but at least enough to put a major dent in what's going on. A major dent. And that's the big part of it, right there. That's got to be a factor in all of this. College football, the popularity is off the charts. Yeah, maybe the TV ratings down a little bit. Maybe stadiums aren't as full, but there's still. I mean, really, next. I mean, pro football's one, but college football's two. And what's the way to make up revenue? This is one of the ways to make up revenue. 
You'll be able to make up revenue through full stadiums. You'll be able to make up revenue through um, people being in arenas. But in terms of outside money, you already have established in with CBS and TBS a TV contract for the NCAA men's basketball tournament into the early 2030s. So that's not changing. I mean, there's more. There's increases built into it. But that contract's not changing. The college football playoff contract is. That's where you can make up some ground financially. All right, we'll take a break. Great to have you with us. King in the final half hour today. Fabulous to have you on the show. Matt, by the way, off today. As we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Great to have you with us on this Friday. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Years ago, Buzz Williams was the head basketball coach at Marquette. He recruited and got a commitment from a guard from Philadelphia, from Strawberry Mansion, by the name of D.J. Newbill. D.J. is all set to go to Marquette. And suddenly Buzz saw another shiny object out there. And just when DJ thought he was going to Marquette, all set to go, Buzz pulled the scholarship and gave it to the shiny object. DJ scrambled around. He went to Southern Mississippi. That eventually transferred here to Penn State, where he had 1,800 career points in three years. That's why whenever you read stories about certain guys and you know certain things, you just sit back and go, I'm shocked. NCAA has penalized Texas A&M and men's basketball coach Buzz Williams for violations. He has been suspended for two games, and the Aggies have been placed on two years probation for multiple self-reported NCAA violations. Per the NCAA report, the violations include Williams having impermissible contact with a prospect in July of 2019. In addition, an assistant coach observed and later provided multiple tryouts with a prospect during an unofficial visit. That same assistant was also found to have conducted 24 supervised off-campus workouts with team members and a recruiting prospect that were prohibited during the COVID-19 pandemic. Williams' uh, two-game suspension. The school also loses five official visits this year. 
unnamed assistant was suspended from June 2020 through the 21 season. Say Williams also violated head coach responsibility rules when he allowed non-basketball staffers to instruct and coaches and coach players at multiple workouts. Again, that goes back to what we've been talking about. You can't have your analysts, consultants, or your director of football or basketball operations coaching. You can't. A&M not bad this past year when 8-10 and 10 in Williams' second season. Team missed all their games in February because of COVID-19 issues before returning in March and losing the last three games of the year. They negotiated with the NCAA to get this down to where it is. It also means that because they negotiated with the NCAA, they cannot appeal the penalties. You're seeing this more and more. It's not just the Nebraska story, but there's also the Michigan story. I mean, the guy that was coaching the Michigan defensive ends, according to the defensive ends, was one of the analysts during, I don't know, I guess spring practice. That's what's alleged. Well, you can't do that. The director of basketball operations, football operations, analysts, consultants. They're, you know, the coaches can talk to them anytime in a practice. They can, the coach can. But they can't talk to the players and they can't be out there instructing. This can't be. It's not allowed. That's why you have in football 10 assistant coaches and a head coach. That's why in college basketball you have three assistant coaches and a head coach. It's their job. It's not the analysts or the consultants. Again, coaches can talk to them. During a practice, they can talk to them if they want. The coaches can. Coach to analyst, coach to consultant, whatever. They can do that. But you have, in football, a head coach, 10 assistant coaches, and four grad assistants. And the four grad assistants are allowed to be on the field. And the four grad assistants are critical of what you're doing. So that gives you 15 coaches already on the field. 15. Nebraska's under investigation by the NCAA. Nothing has been said yet about Michigan. Obviously, Texas A&M and basketball, they've been hit. But that's, you know, again, that's what you're allowed. That's why when you look at, right, people forget about the four grad assistants. The four grad assistants are critical. I mean, how do you think Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers, what do you think he started as a grad assistant? Here. Those four grad assistants are critical. They can, they go out, they can be hands-on with the players, and they're also hands-on in a lot of ways with the scout teams. Grad assistants be hands-on. So you've got out there... Ten full-time assistants, one head coach, and four grad assistants. you got 15 guys out there. Beyond your analysts and your consultants. Basketball, look, you got 13 scholarship players. you got a head coach, three assistants. I mean, that's one, one to every four guys. 